0: songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Tristan of Waxflower over a Zoom video. Tristan's from Australia. He talks about being born and raised outside of Brisbane and how he got into music. He picked up a guitar at an early age, around nine years old, but the first band he played in was actually with his brother. His older brother wrote music and was a singer, and he was the drummer of his band. And he talks about the first show they played, which was a huge one with like Rufio and a bunch of other fairly large bands at the time. So he played with his brother, in that band for a few years ended up moving to Brisbane, which is the bigger city. He lived on the outskirts in the, in the suburbs, but when he moved there, that's when he formed Waxflower. The band hasn't been around for very long. I mean, they started at the end of 2018, and since have gained a lot of success being signed to Rude Records, putting out a handful of singles, and recently releasing their very first EP. You can watch our interview with Tristan on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing It Backwards with Wax Flower. Very cool. Thank you so much for doing this. No, that's okay. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. I love your record, man. It's really awesome dude thank you yeah that really means a lot yeah the just the sound that you guys have is like what i grew up with and loved so i'm like this is dope i'm, I'm really yeah. excited to tag this guy
1: <laughs> yeah that's really cool to hear i think yeah that's coming kind up of kind of what we were shooting for is like it's kind of a reflection of the music that i grew up listening to and that sort of thing so kind of uh, all, all, almost throwback almost current sort of thing
0: <laughs> no totally yeah it's it's definitely it has it's it has a modern sound but it obviously um pulls from that early pop punk like emo stuff yeah i think it like the the majority
1: of my favorite bands like even the music that i listen to like to this day is like mid 2000s like 90s like emo and pop punk like my favorite bands of all time like jimmy world and motion city soundtrack and deer in the headlights and stuff like that so yeah I love all those bands as well. (laughs) So (laughs) am I. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's amazing, man. Well, uh, first off, this is all about you. Your journey in music. We'll talk about, obviously, the new new record and um, what you guys are going. I did see you have some tour dates scheduled, which is dope.
1: Yeah. Really, really exciting. It's cool to actually be able to go out there and play some shows.
0: Sure. um, For the first (laughs)
1: time in a while, yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, where are you originally from?
1: Uh, I'm originally from the Sunshine Coast, which is, um, we're from Australia, um, in Queensland, Australia is the state. Um, and yeah, I like lived in a little beachside, you know, suburb, um, on the Sunshine Coast. And then, um, a couple of years ago, I moved to Brisbane, which is like the biggest city in our state. And, um, yeah, that's, then we started this band shortly after, but yeah, I was playing in bands on the Sunshine Coast, um, for like five years or so before this band like ever since i was like 14 years old like i was like started super young and that's how i met most of the guys who are in waxflower now just through gigging and and playing shows between the sunshine coast and brisbane and yeah luckily this band has um allowed us to you know play some shows in a state and all around australia so yeah it's been really really cool so far that's
0: amazing how did you get into music
1: um I got into music, I was super young, I started playing guitar when I was like nine or 10. Um, We went to like a Uh, like a show like I guess like a like a fair you I don't know what you call it in in the U.S. and I remember um getting like a toy electric guitar in like a show bag and coming home with that and being (laughs) like okay I want to play actual guitar now and I remember there was a kid in the street that uh, we grew up with and he always played guitar and I thought it was super interesting and was always taken aback when I was over there so um yeah I just begged my parents for one and and they caved and um yeah, I just sat in my room and learned how to play Smoke on the Water for, like, months. <laughs> <laughs> As everyone does, and um, never really stopped. Like, I've always just, you know, been really interested in song- songwriting. Like, there's videos of me from when I was, like, 12 years old, like, writing music and, like, playing songs that I'd written and stuff that are super embarrassing. But it's like, wow. I, was, I was always, like, into writing my own music from such an early age. And I think a lot of that is attributed to, like, my brother. I have an older brother. He's two years older than me um and he was always super into music and i remember he was always um really on the forefront of like downloading music and being on myspace and like i would always just watch him on myspace trying to discover new bands and stuff like that so um he was always super supportive of me like writing stuff and um putting music out there from a really early age and that's like my first band was yeah he was the singer in that band so and i played drums in that band as well so Yeah, I attribute a lot of my musical journey to him just for giving me that kickstart and like me kind of inheriting his love for music in that way. Sure. He was a singer. Does he play an instrument or no? Uh, He sings and he does like lots of programming and keyboard stuff. He has like a, um, he has like a side project. I guess it's like his project um, called Longing that I've done a bit of production work for and he just put out a new single called Adored. It's going really well. So um, yeah, I think like we we're still super close, and he's actually really involved in Waxflower and does our merch designs, and always comes like on tour with us and record and takes photos and stuff. So he's like the unofficial fifth member of the band for sure. We've kept him close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you played drums in in your first band. When did you learn drums?
1: Um, I learned. So the story behind that first band, like I didn't know that my brother played in this band. Like I knew that he was interested in music, and he came to me. He was like keeping it a secret from everyone because he was embarrassed of like having this band on MySpace that was doing kind of okay, and we, no one knew. Like, <laughs> why is he embarrassed? Coming, That's funny. I guess he was like, I don't know. You, you know, when you're like a teenager, you're super weird about that sort of thing. Like, I guess it's kind of embarrassing to be like uploading music to your MySpace page, and <laughs> I guess uh, you you'd be worried about like kids at school like saying shit and stuff like that. Uh, um, sure. But um, I remember he came to me and he was like. Oh, uh, we ha- we have a show. <laughs> like I, it was like our first ever show. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like you need to play drums in this band that I'm. I have, <laughs> and we have a show. And I remember it was like some festival in Brisbane, and Tonight Alive headlined, and Rufio played as well from the US. <laughs> like, oh wow! Like t- like, it was a really really weird first show. Um, and I played an electric drum kit. It was really bad, but I was also like 15 years old. So what can you do? Right. Um, good learning experience though.
0: <laughs> Had you played drums but, yeah. prior? I mean, um, you must yeah, have. I'd,
1: play, I'd played a little bit. My best friend in high school was a drummer, and um, I was obsessed. Like whenever, like, because we had like a band, like a kind of like, like just like a jam band that we would fuck around with, mm-hmm. it's, like on the weekends and stuff. And whenever I was there, I'd always just be on his like his drum kit. And as you can see behind me, like I still play to this day. It's probably my favorite instrument to play. Like just oh, for fun. Oh,
0: yeah, it's yeah. electric. Still got an electric kit
1: yeah i I, this is my this is my downsized um setup i used to have like a full kit and stuff but then i moved to brisbane and was in an apartment and now i got (laughs) this guy but can't complain it's cool to have everything in like the the same space like i have like a whole like studio little setup here and i've had bands in and stuff which has been cool but yeah it's um good i used to always get noise complaints when i had the full kit because I was at my parents house and
0: can't imagine in the suburbs and stuff so (laughs) yeah yeah, my uh, I have a five year old <laughs> son, and we bought him a, a lecture kit like that for um, when corona, like, yeah, when the lockdown started because he was just like going wild and we couldn't take him outside. So, I we bought How him. How does he like it? Kit. He likes it, yeah, he smashes around on it. I'm gonna That's get him sick. lessons. We just moved, so um, all of our stuff is still kind of in storage, but while as, as yeah, you can tell, there's nothing in this room, but. Um, as we start to unpack, um, I need to get the kit out. And then we're moved to Nashville, so I'm sure we can find a drummer. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Or a drum teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Around town. Yeah, so I think you'll uh, be fine in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, so, what, yeah, <laughs> once we do that. But I just noticed, yeah, it's his kit's similar to yours, except for yours looks cooler because it's white on it. His is just all black.
1: Yeah, I think this is, like, one of, like, the most entry-level drum kits. It's, like, I, I run it through... um midi like through like logic and oh, play cool. samples and stuff through there but like yeah i think that's what one of the other things i've always been obsessed with is like in demoing and stuff i always spend way too much time getting drum sounds like just <laughs> with, like like plugins and stuff
0: that's awesome so, <clears throat> you said you started writing songs really really early on um when did you yeah this when did you start instead of you know when did you come forward and start playing guitar and or, you play bass in this band, but when did you start singing and, and showing people your songs?
1: Yeah, I guess. So that first band that me and my brother were in, um, maybe like two or three years into that, he, he was kind of like, um, like wanted to step down from vocals cause he wasn't super confident in what he was doing at the time. And, um, I was, you know, writing and singing a lot and I kind of stepped up into that role and, he stepped back into keyboards and that sort of thing. So that was kind of how I started playing shows, singing and playing guitar. And then that kind of just never stopped. That band came to like, came to an end. And then um, I moved to Brisbane and kind of almost gave up on music a little bit. I was like really burnt out from, you know, not having like, any, like really any pickup and like was struggling to find members to form bands and stuff like that. And um, I just started like, I've been working full time for a couple of years. Um, or like a year and a half. And I was like, oh, I could focus like completely on my career, like, which is graphic design. That's what I do mm-hmm. um, during the day. Um, and, but like music is the thing that I've always been super passionate about. And I was like, okay, I'll like, I'll invest some time. And, um, I, I had some demos that I was super proud of, um, that I wanted to get like properly done. And I went to like a local producer, <coughs> um, and just like demoed a couple of songs and sent them around to, I sent it to Dan, who plays drums in this band first, because he was in a another band in Brisbane called Columbus who have had some some good success and have toured um, internationally and stuff like that, and they were signed. So um, I always looked up to him when I was, you know, coming up, and he was, you know, surprisingly to me on board from the from the start, and that was basically the the kick that I needed to, you know, kick into full gear. And then <laughs> once he was on board, sorry, I'm, like, just getting off the end of a sickness at the moment. Oh, so oh good. I'm going to be coughing every now um yeah and he came on board and you know i think it was only like three or four months before we had booked studio dates with stevie knight who'd done like with confidence and stand atlantic and oh wow between you and me and we were headed down to sydney and it was like once in a lifetime opportunity it was kind of like are we really going to do this he like had randomly had um studio dates and he'd always wanted to work with dan so um he was kind of like yeah we i have these like these couple of weeks free but it's in like a month or two do you guys have the songs and we kind of just you know it's an hour and ever kind of thing and mm-hmm. we ended up going down and we recorded that first batch of five songs and yeah i'm super proud of how those turned out and we definitely wouldn't be where we are today without those it's, yeah it's been a kind of a roller coaster from the start it's been super fast and yeah incredibly rewarding and we've gotten to do like things that i never would have dreamed of being able to do <coughs>
0: Yeah. Were those those songs that you put out in like 2019? So this hasn't been very long.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. So we recorded those first songs in uh, late 2018 and then, yeah, they ended up coming out in 2019. And I think we released three of those songs before Rude um, officially came on board. So it was like, yeah, super, super fast. Wow. Um, And it is, it does feel like it simultaneously feels really long ago that we launched the band and like, yesterday like i always get like facebook memories of being like you posted this two years ago i'm like that feels like it was last week but also (laughs) 2019 doesn't sound that long ago when you say it so right that's that's
0: good (laughs) (laughs) well you said you did you almost didn't want to when you moved to to brisbane you weren't even sure you wanted to keep doing music what was the what was there something that got you back into it
1: yeah, I think the thing that I was kind of burnt out on was like I'd I'd been in bands before and you know those bands were like we were taking them seriously but this just the style of music that it was wasn't it was like electro pop like rock music kind of you know super produced and um, we came from a scene where it was like mostly hardcore bands and we were always playing these like bills with hardcore bands and we were never taken seriously, which is like fair enough. We were a silly band and, you know, I still think those songs are, are really cool, but yeah, you can see where people are coming from. And, um, ever since like, like that was like the only band I had been in and, um, yeah, I was kind of just like burnt out on not having any, like, it sounds like really shit, but just like not having any like pickup and, mm-hmm. you know, we were overplaying and the, the shows weren't that, that fun towards the end of it. And um, once that ended and I was like, I was still writing music and, you know, keen to like join bands and stuff like that, but it just never really fit um, whether it be members and getting along with people or just like the music wasn't coming together. But ever since, like, since I, as soon as I sent those demos off to Dan and we got in a room with, I think the first practice was me, him and our guitarist, Jordan, and it just like clicked instantly like i've never felt that sort of like synergy between you know Mm -hmm. um any band members before and it was just like yeah this is this is how it's supposed to feel and then like flash forward to today and yeah i can't imagine being in a band with any anyone else like these like these guys are my best friends and like Mm -hmm. great mates i couldn't imagine a better group of guys to have on board that's awesome (laughs) when
0: when did you guys sign with rude that was pretty quickly
1: yeah, so it was probably uh, late 2019. We went back and forth a little bit just in negotiations and stuff like that. So probably a couple months buffer. But yeah, like late 2019, I would say. And then, yeah, it's been pretty rapid since then. We had like coming towards the EP, like, yeah, because we had those four songs and then we had the bridging song Getting Better and then the EP. So yeah, it's been a busy, busy year.
0: How did... Rude Records approach you. Like, how, were you guys shopping around the the songs? Yeah, so we were really lucky
1: that there's a there's a um, okay, like I guess you would call it a conference in out of Brisbane, like the city where we're from in Australia. It's like the big one of the big music conferences in Australia where, um, like industry people come and we'll see bands play, and you kind of that's like that, and that was 2019, the year that we had launched the band, so we were really lucky in that, you know, we'd kind of just launched this band there was a little bit of hype around us and all of these industry people were coming into Brisbane and we met up with some, like a few booking agents and, and stuff like that. And we ended up signing on with, um, a really great booking agency in Australia called select. We work with Jimmy and Casey there who've been amazing to us. And, um, Jimmy was the one who sent, um, got us in contact with rude. So he had the relationship there, um, existing and, yeah like ever since that first call with them it's just been like yeah really like we we knew that they were right for us Mm -hmm. um yeah in terms of taking this band to where we want it to be and yeah they've been super great the whole way through so yeah i think we've just you know been super lucky in terms of you know making the right connections and and um yeah capitalizing on um on on friendships and connections and stuff like that like it is one of the things that i've just like super you know grateful for from this band is like having played in bands in the past and the guys in the band being as connected as they have been like um yeah i think it's really helped us you know leverage ourselves to where we are today and like a lot of it is luck i think um when it comes to a lot of this stuff and but yeah i think a lot of it is also networking so like it yeah I've been asked the question before, like, oh, like what do you recommend for young bands? And it's like, oh, it's really hard because you just you one, you just have to like the main thing is having good music, but
0: yeah, it's also say, like, so songs... much of this circumstance,
1: which is, Yeah, like you need to have good songs, that's one. But there are so many bands with good songs who like don't have you know, who don't get very far, which is really depressing. And I think like it is a little bit of a depressing industry to be in, in that regard. Cause there are so many good artists who like don't take off and maybe it's just because they didn't have the network or they didn't have the, the people backing them. But yeah, I just completely got off track. I'm not sure why I started talking about that.
0: <laughs> no. Um, well, I'm just curious. So you, you started releasing these songs. You, you said you record them then in 2018 started putting them out in 2019. Um, you put out a couple or a few songs in 2020. Where were you guys at when this whole like virus hit?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It was interesting. Cause we were like, I think we had just signed with rude. Um, oh, well we hadn't just signed with rude when I, I'm now my timelines all off, but we were, we were in talks with rude at the time when everything started like um, really going full steam ahead in terms of the virus and that sort of thing. I remember we were having lots of meetings with like international booking agents and that sort of thing. And it was like, okay, they, if we're going to try and get overseas as fast as possible, like we're going to have to hook up with someone overseas. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, as we're taking on all these calls and meeting with different people, like it's becoming more and more clear, that you know, international like gigs probably aren't going to be a thing in the near future. So mm-hmm. that kind of petered off. And, um, we, it, we were kind of forced to reassess like what our, our goals were moving forward and then we, I think it ended up working really well in our favor because we ended up um, recording this EP like we, we actually recorded it so in Australia there was like border restrictions between states and we, we had the studio dates booked and I think it was like even in the week before we were supposed to go down it's like a it's like a like a full-day drive to get from from where we live to the studio in Sydney, like, um, like 10, 10, 12 hours. Um, and, yeah, across state lines. And we weren't sure if we were going to be able to do it just solely because of government restrictions and that sort of thing. But they opened up just in time for us to get down there. And then we recorded the EP and we did the two weeks, came back, and then they, like, clamped down again. So oh, wow. I think we were just, just, like, super lucky to be in the first it. place. Oh, so, Wow. As much as, as much as we like, it's, it it does suck to think about like, you know, what could we have done if, you know, the world didn't shut down and what other cool stuff we could have done. Like we definitely made the best of a bad situation, I think, and got to record those songs and come out and not stop doing things altogether. You know, like we've got to put together a whole EP and release it and we're about to tour it. So, yeah
0: that's amazing yeah we're I, falling I, apart over here i know i just <laughs> oh my gosh um <laughs> so you're able to record the ep have you had a chance you probably haven't played any of the songs yet i mean you haven't done a show in what how long we've played
1: we've played a couple of shows in the last few months um only one of them has been standing though and we played "Not Alone" and again at that show, and that was really really fun. And then we got to do something really cool a couple of weeks ago that was like not really a show, and I can't really speak about it yet, but okay. it's really really cool. I promise that um, <laughs> with a bunch of other really um, cool big bands who are way bigger than us, and we don't deserve to be doing it with them, but um, that'll that'll come out at some point. And we got to play some songs. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, that was exciting as well. And we played we played. Um, a couple of the new ones there as well.
0: Very cool. And then you have three shows coming up next month, right? Yeah, that's so what like we're doing. A tour,
1: doing. Yeah, like the the, the littlest tour, Australia. As tours are always pretty small because um, there's not that many cities to go to. But we're just doing the east coast, like we're doing Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne, um, which would be good. Like we've done um, all of those cities before, and hopefully we can um get a few more people in the rooms this time and play play like we did a headline tour um early last year and played those cities and um they were really fun shows but we were so we didn't have that many songs like we were playing this headline tour and we only had like four songs out Um, (laughs) so we had to play like a cover and stuff and even then the set was pretty small but it'll be good to actually like go down and have you know enough songs to fill like an actual proper headline set
0: sure sure wow like um <coughs> how often were you guys touring prior to if you had only been a band for like about a year or so when when the whole lockdown started were you able to yeah. get on and play quite a bit
1: we were playing a fair bit we were doing like all supports basically and then we finished off like that run of supports with the headline tour um at the start of 2020 before stuff like lockdown um but yeah we got to play some really cool shows we our first tour was with dead love which is stevie's band um and he took us down the east coast and we toured with between you and me wow um did an acoustic tour with them um opened for stand atlantic in sydney which was really fun I opened for simple plan on the gold coast that was really fun oh wow that <laughs> um, was a big and show we, we all... yeah that was probably like that's definitely the biggest room we've played and it was super last minute and like unexpected but um yeah that was an eye-opening experience it was really really cool um but yeah like i got to take off a lot of bucket list items last year like i opened for the dangerous summer in the main and wow like some of my favorite bands of all time like um and then no touring in 2020 yeah. i said last year 2019 that was but yeah last year no touring we got to do our tour and like the, the start which is probably the most fun i've had playing shows like that brisbane headline tour like that our hometown show was like sold out and which wow. super fun, like a room packed with people, like sing along stuff that I'm not really used to. So yeah, super thankful to get to do that sort of stuff before
0: before everything happens. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and the EP's out now, and then you guys have, like you said, the little run of shows happening. That's really exciting. Yeah. And we're actually we're actually what's the date today?
1: Um 21st. next Sunday we leave to record again. So oh. we're going down to do um some more songs with Stevie in, in just over a week. So we're like you, like a EP full steam or just, ahead just,
0: demoing and just some more like a single. Uh
1: yeah, it's it's an, it's a it's another E P this one. Well um I don't know if we'll package it like that. I guess we haven't got that far in terms of marketing, but yeah, we're definitely going down and doing five songs. So wow. yeah, super exciting.
0: That is amazing. I can't yeah, I, can't, I love the the songs you have out now, man. like I was saying earlier, it's just right at my right at my alley as far as the sound goes i love it um and thank you so much for doing this uh, i know <laughs> you're sick you haven't talked this much in a while but um i have i, re- re- I
1: really didn't think i would i because I, I haven't been coughing i was like i'll be fine he wouldn't even know i'm sick and then like I soon as <laughs> i started talking i'm just breaking down like
0: <laughs> all good man it's all good um i do have one more question you kind of touched on it uh, you said uh when you're talking about you know advice for young bands I, do you have any advice for aspiring artists
1: yeah i think the main one is and like it's the thing that i definitely focus on the most um and i think we touched on a little bit before is like the songwriting just has to be there in the first place like that is the building block for anything after that like you can't market about bad, a bad song really um like you have to be like proud of your own work and like get the, the the foundations there before you can you can push forward like um i think one of the things that i always struggled with when i was like really young and learning how to write music was not knowing you know how to approach it and what to do first and i would do a lot of like instrumentals and then try and write over the top of that and that, i know that like for me didn't work and i've kind of like gotten to the point now where um, all of my songs are written with just an acoustic guitar and my voice and the voice memos up on my phone. Like that's how they'll all start. And then, um, we'll graduate from there. But yeah, I think like the main things are like, make sure your songwriting is good. Get out there and play shows, like network, meet people. Like, even if the band that you're playing in now, like, isn't doing super well, like don't get yourself down. Like you might be able to pull on like the friendships you make in those like early days later when it comes to it, like, I don't know. It's so, you'll, you will always see those people from shows like out in future. So yeah, just be nice. Um, be nice to people, like stick around after the shows and talk to people. Like I think that's a super important part of being young and in a band. So yeah. And also like, just remember at the end of the day, it's for fun. Like don't take it too seriously. Everyone's just out there to have the best time possible. And, um, yeah. I think those are like some good pillars. I'm definitely not really good at giving advice because I kind of feel like I've locked into a lot of it. But um, yeah, I think if I was going to say anything, i would probably be those things.